Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Talking Blues podcast. Olivier Giroud, he scored four goals in the 4-0 win against Sevilla. That uh, puts us in the top of the table, which we were already, but that solidifies that we are going to finish first in Group E. And we're also going to preview our game this weekend on Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be uh, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 on, I had, yes, I had to count that, 8 p.m. if you're in the UK. And Talking Blues episode number 21 starts right now. Once again, welcome to Talking Blues, Chelsea FC podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Alex. We will get into everything Chelsea in this episode, starting with the Sevilla game where Chelsea won 4-0. We previewed it, got the lineups completely wrong because Frank just wanted to put a whole new group out there. I think it was like nine changes uh, altogether. I have to look at that. But what a crazy game and um, or what a crazy lineup to start out the game. was not expecting that at all. Chelsea come out, they score four goals, and every goal is scored by Olivier Giroud. Eighth minute, 54th minute, 74th minute, still counts, doesn't matter. 83rd minute was a penalty. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go to Alex now because I think he's got some talking to do. So this performance was very impressive. As Josh mentioned, there was nine changes from the Spurs game in terms of um, the lineup. You know, there was a lot of new faces that we haven't seen starting in a long time. We saw Emerson starting. We saw Christensen starting. We saw even Tony Rudiger, who's not been really playing too much. We saw Jorginho Kovacic. We saw uh, Christian Pulisic back. And we saw uh, Billy, Gil- Billy Gilmore sorry, um, come back in uh, later in the game. So that was really nice to see him back and fit, hopefully, um, coming soon to give us even more depth in that attacking midfielder-ish role. But who we have to talk about is Olivier Giroud. Four goals. And yes, one of them was a penalty, but the other three were magnificent goals. First one, a beautiful finish. Great run by Kai Havertz. Pass it into him. Giroud cuts back on his left foot. A nice curving finish into the left, uh, left-hand corner. Third one, Kovacic plays... Uh, second one, sorry. Kovacic plays the ball through to him. Uh, you know, and he chips it over the goalkeeper. Beautiful goal with his weaker foot, by the way, his right foot. 
Um, and the final and the third uh, non-penalty goal, uh, you know, comes from a cross from N'Golo Kante and beautiful header, something we're very, uh, you know, familiar with when it comes to Olivier Giroud. So this performance, we see Frank Lampard take him off a little bit early. And I think that shows something to come for this weekend's game. And I think that shows that he's planning on starting Olivier Giroud this weekend. And I completely agree. I think Olivier Giroud, as much as he might not be the, you know, most flashy player, I think he's solid. I think he's extremely underrated. And there's a reason he starts for France every single game when they have so much talent. Kylian Mbappe. Anthony Martial, not really a big talent, but, you know, Man United fans will argue with me. Um, you know, all those other players that they have, uh, Ben Jetter, um, who else? Antoine Griezmann. So, like, there's there's so many players there that are, uh, you know, that could take his role, yet you consistently see him starting for France, and there's a reason yeah. for that. Right, but there's also, I want I wanted to just make this clear, Alex, you know, you, you can continue this little thing here, but you also have to consider that there's also a reason why, you know, the France manager wants him to leave Chelsea, right? The, he's not getting consistent minutes, and... You know, the, this is why he's a consistent starter for France, but yet he's not a consistent starter for Chelsea. And that's why going into transfer deadline, or not transfer deadline, transfer window opening up once again in January, um, we will most likely see Olivier Giroud exit. Um, you know, exit Chelsea. And I think, uh, I'm going to let you get back to it in a second. You, I don't know if this is serious or not. You texted me yesterday during the game. You said, we should put um, Tammy Abraham on loan uh, just to keep him. I mean, we already have Bashuai on loan. So I'll let you continue, but I just wanted to make that clear. Go ahead. Yeah, well, with that text, I was kind of joking a little bit. Obviously, I think Tommy Abraham is a quality player as well, but I think he actually takes that backseat role uh, temporarily while Giroud is on such good form right now. I think you have to start Olivier Giroud. Maybe next week against Krasnodar, you give... Um, you know, Tommy Abraham, another shot to prove himself. But we have too much good talent, I think, in important games. Olivier Giroud is the better option. In that Spurs game, if Olivier Giroud was up front, I think we would have won that game. So, you know, as much as I, I like Tammy Abraham, I think it's I think Olivier Giroud, it's Olivier Giroud time, uh, you know, for this a little bit period for Chelsea, especially when we're, you know, the league's so crazy this year and we actually might have a chance to finish top um, I think you need more experience. And, you know, I don't think Frank Lampard's going to let Olivier Giroud go. And I think he's going to do whatever he can to keep him here because he's so valuable. You can tell he's really loved in the dressing room. Um, and I think it's just, I don't think Frank Lampard's going to let him go. Yes, there's going to be a whole bunch of clubs vying for him. Um, but I, I'm hoping that Olivier Giroud at least stays till the end of the season um, and, uh, you know, spends his last couple years at Chelsea um, in his career because he's still at, you know, the top of his game at the age of 34. 100%. No, and I, I, I completely agree with you, but 100%. Because Olivier Giroud, from when we've seen him on the pitch, uh, uh, you know, this season, last season, he's at the top of his game uh, most of the time. You know, maybe there's a, there's a performance, one or two performances in there that aren't so good, but but mostly when Olivier Giroud's on the pitch, it's nothing but good performances. It's good performance after good performance, and this could very well be the best performance of his career. 
And that's a big statement if you want to talk about club, you know, club career. And he's also on the France national team. And you're saying that this four-goal performance is the best of his career. That's a pretty big statement. So um, what a great game by him. I think, I mean, Alex, if you have, do you have anything to say, you know, on like the, the game itself or, you know, players playing any performance performances? I mean, I know we saw Billy Gilmore out there come on as a sub. I know we saw um, Kai Havertz come on as well. Or Kai Havertz started, I think, and, and Conte came on. And then Werner, obviously, as well. A few guys got yellow cards in this one. Um, Ziyech came on. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, so in general for this game... Like I mentioned before, nine different changes. We saw a player like Emerson, who now had a very good game yesterday. I think he was man of the match behind Olivier Giroud, uh, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a really nice piece, a solid backup, and he's really pushing his way um, to make sure he solidifies that role behind Ben Chilwell, and I really like that um, in case you know something happens to Ben Chilwell. Hopefully nothing does. Um, you know He's definitely a decent option, and then um, – you know, even Christensen put in a decent shift today, Rudiger, obviously. Um, you know, they didn't bring too much um, attacking threat. Sevilla, yes, we beat them 4-0, but they're no chumps. They're they're a very good team. And the fact that we were able to beat them 4-0 with, you know, practically our uh, almost backup squad was very impressive. Um, and I think it showed the depth that this Chelsea team has. Um, and I think it's going to be scary for people in the Champions League coming to face us in the knockout rounds and obviously teams in the Premier League as well. So I was really impressed. Christian Pulisic looked like he was starting to get a little bit sharper today or yesterday um, when we're recording this. So, um, yeah, he there was a few moments where I thought he could have passed and he decided to take it himself. And I think there could have been a goal or two if he had uh, decided to pass. Um, that yellow card annoyed me with Pulisic. I mean, it was a yellow card. Um, it, no, it, I mean, it, yes, he, it he, was. he was diving for the ball. Um, you know, he, he had taken too big of a touch and he slid in and, you know, wrongly, so, wrongly placed tackle. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. So, I mean, you, you just have to, you have to move on. He got what, 70 minutes in, um, against Sevilla. So hopefully he might be starting at the weekend. We'll see. Um, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, maybe, and I think we'll start again next week against Krasnodar. Um, so I'm excited to see what we're getting from him. Callum Hudson-Odoi kind of had a quiet game, um, and that was really because the spotlight uh, spotlight was taken by Olivier Giroud. So that's really all you can say about this game. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> you're completely right. I, it's just nothing, nothing else to say besides great game, great game by by most of Chelsea. I mean, Edward Mendy too. You know, got to give it to him. Another clean sheet. Can't forget about Edward Mendy's clean sheets because he's got another one. So um, he was going to goal. I mean, I can't hear. I, as, I might as well now since I'm talking about it. We'll get to the stats. First game in a while, Chelsea has not controlled possession. It was actually 55 to 45 uh, percent wise. Sevilla led that. Uh, shots on goal, there were 17 to 14. Sevilla only had three on target, though, compared to Chelsea's seven. Um, fouls 15 to 10 Chelsea yellow cards split 4-4 no red cards in this one uh, both teams had all sides corner kicks 7 to 3 Chelsea saves 3 to 2 uh, Chelsea I think that's really it Chelsea now um, like we already mentioned they've uh, last because of um, last game I think it was against Ren right uh, they move on 
to the knockout stage, and I think this game, this win, basically solidifies um, that they will um, win Group E. I think so, yeah, because no matter what, they 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 beat Sevilla um, on the goal differential and stuff like that. Right now, it's thirteen to ten points wise. Uh, like Alex mentioned, Chelsea will play Krasnodar uh, or Krasnodar um, next week for the final game in these uh, six match days. And the goal differential is 12 to negative one. So, yeah, I think Chelsea has uh, officially locked up our group. No losses in the Champions League um, so far. So it's it's all good stuff for Chelsea right now. It's all good stuff. Um, Alex, you got any more on this game? No, not much. I, I, I think it's good that we got that first place spot because hopefully that gives us a little bit of a better draw um, going into the round of 16. But obviously we'll see that um, in the coming, uh, I guess, weeks or months so um we'll get to know that um but yeah in general great performance i think frank lampard was very happy as well you could see him smiling on the sideline whenever olivier Giroud scored um and just a great performance and you know hopefully we see the same this weekend against leeds all right so yeah we'll go on to the leeds game right now uh you only hear us right now the two co-hosts there's three uh three co-hosts i guess uh on this podcast one of them is peter he's not here right now he's about to be here in about a few seconds for our preview chelsea versus leeds coming up right after this interlude All right, welcome back after that interlude. We are joined by all three uh, people right now. It's myself, Josh. Uh, Alex is here as well. And then Peter is joining us for this Leeds preview once again Saturday at 3 p.m. EST if you're on the Eastern Coast. And then for London or England, anywhere in England, it's going to be about 8 p.m. And then we'll go to the Premier League table. Chelsea is sitting in third at 19 points. And then Leeds is sitting in 12th at 14 points. Newly promoted team this season. Uh, They've been here before. Has has been a very long time. And they've looked good, like we said, uh, when we predicted um, our Premier League table in the beginning of the season. They've looked good, like we thought, I'm I'm guessing, kind of top of the teens um, of the Premier League table. So... Let's go right into it. Obviously, Chelsea will be going with a 4-3-3, and we obviously are going to have Edouard Mendy in goal. There's nothing doubting that whatsoever, unless he gets an injury in training. I don't know why I just said that. Um, probably jinxing the situation right now. But I'll start off at the... We'll go right back first. I'm going to have Reese James, and then left back, I'm going to have Ben Chilwell. Agreed. I think it's looking like... In Premier League games, Frank is going to stick to Reese James and Ben Chilwell, the two England uh, fullbacks uh, out there, and then maybe switch it up for like Champions League games. Yeah, definitely. At least for this group stage period, when we get into the knockouts, I'm sure Frank's going to be you know putting the best team he can out there. Um, but I actually think Reese James and Ben Chilwell is the best team out there. So I think um, you know they're going to be in these Premier League games in those important games that we play later in the season in the Champions League knockouts. Um, but yeah, Ben Chilwell, Reese James, I see them um, being in the lineup for the foreseeable future. Yes, Emerson had a good performance against uh, Sevilla, but doesn't break him into the squad. All right, we'll go on to the center backs. I think we know who's starting here as well. Uh, Tiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, the best pairing that Chelsea have right now at center backs. We had, we saw Christensen uh, coming 
on in this or starting the game against Sevilla. He played pretty well, but I think we know who's starting in this one. Yeah, I think Zuma and Silva are going to go back in there. It's good to see Zuma get a rest. I think he's played in every. I think he started every single game this season, so it's nice to see him get a rest. And hopefully, he comes back in and plays like he's been playing. Yep, uh, getting a little bit repetitive here. Yeah, I have the same uh, back two uh, in the center back position as you. Silva and Zuma, they got a break on uh, Wednesday. They're going to be right back in it uh, on Saturday. Moving to the uh, midfield positions. For my three, I'm going to have N'Golo Kante, I'm going to have Mason Mount, and I'm going to have Kai Havertz. I think that's going to be our uh, best midfield trio. I think Kovacic could be in there, but he's been playing a lot of games recently. I actually think that he is a really important part of this team. Um, It's just we have so many good players. Uh, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, weird about it or anything, but, you know. Yeah, bragging. Yeah, that, that's a better word. Um, but like, he's not good enough to be in our starting eleven when we have our best team out there. Um, and I think Mason Mount, uh, you know, just you know, Curry's a little bit more favor with Frank Lampard, and I think he's a little bit better of an option there. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have those three. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with you about uh, Kai Havertz. I think we see him starting in this one and copying you a little bit here. Completely copying you. Defensive midfield position in Golo Kante, and then the attacking Kai Havertz and Mason Mount. Um, could see Kovacic in there. We'll see what happens. And just want to clarify, it was both of them that uh, got arrested, I believe, right? It was Antonio Rudiger and uh, Andreas Christensen starting at the center back positions um, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to make that clear. Uh, and for me as well, I, I think we've had the same lineup so far. Uh, Conte at defensive mid, and then Mount and Havertz as the two other center mids. I think there's a little, maybe a small chance Kovacic plays, but I mean, Frank said uh, that he doesn't like playing players on a short turnaround when there's a midweek game like there was right now. So I think that's why we rested a bunch of players during that game, so they would be ready for the game on Saturday. All right, so I'll go on to my front three. On the right side, I'm going to have Akeem Ziyech. He's been playing well mostly for, for most of his starts for Chelsea, so I'm going to have him starting. Timo Werner finally got a little bit of a rest. He did get subbed on for Olivier Giroud, um, who had four goals. Just want to make that clear once again. Um, but I think Timo Werner gets a start here at Stryker, actually. I think, Alex, you mentioned earlier that you think Giroud will start this game, so I'm... I'm waiting to hear that I'm interested. And I really hope, I don't know for sure, but I really hope Christian Pulisic makes uh, his return in this game and I have him starting at my left wing position. Um, yeah, so for me on the right-hand side, I have Ziyech. Um, on the left-hand side, I have Werner and I do have Olivier Giroud getting a second start in a row up front. I think um, he's going to want to carry on that form and I think Frank Lampard took him off a little bit early for a reason. So yeah, I'm going to go with Giroud up front. We'll see what happens. It could be Abraham. It could be Pulisic out on the left, uh, Werner on the in the middle. But I guess we'll have to see. But that's my prediction. Uh, I actually completely agree with Alex here. Uh, Hakim Ziyech on the right, Timo Werner on the left, and Giroud up top. And like Alex said, they definitely uh, Frank definitely took Giroud off uh, early. Well, not that early, but early, so that he would have a better chance of being ready to play. But as I mentioned, the midfield spot. Frank said that he doesn't like playing players on a short on a short rest time, and I think he specifically mentions Giroud. But he said uh, like four goals were difficult to ignore, 
So I think he'll end up getting the start, but I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves him out of uh, out of the team and instead plays Timo Werner up top and then either Christian Pulisic or Callum Hudson-Odoi on the left. All right, score prediction now. We'll move on to that. I'm going to go 2-0 win for Chelsea. I would hope Edouard Mendy keeps the streak alive for the uh, clean sheet. He did it against Sevilla, so let's hope he can do it again against Leeds. But they are very good attacking, so I could definitely see them scoring a goal. I would hope our defense is rock solid, though, after most of them got rest. And, um, yeah, 2-0 win for me for, uh, for Chelsea. Yeah, so for me, um, I, I'm going to go – I usually say 3-1 um, because I always think Chelsea are going to concede a goal. They never end up conceding a goal. Um, I think we're on good form. I'm going to say 3-0. I agree with Alex again. I think this is like the first time I completely agreed with Alex for the entire lineup. And now the score prediction. I think we're also going, I think we're going to win 3-0. And I think Giroud, if he plays, is going to get one or two goals. This might be the first time in Talking Blues history where uh, Alex and Peter have agreed. We've had, I might have to make a montage. We've had some some arguments in the past, um, some rebuttals, but... Yeah, it only took 21 episodes to get to this point. So <laughs> I'm glad we've reached this point. Um, so once again, Chelsea versus Leeds United. That'll be 3 p.m. Eastern time for all you British viewers. It's going to be 8 p.m. We'll get a recap for you probably um, that following Monday, I would say. Um, so be be sure to tune in for that. And then go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. While you're on Twitter, go follow the podcast that Alex and I have, New York Giants podcast, uh, The Giant Take. And if you want to go listen to Peter's episodes, those were very much in the beginning. Uh, I think it was like three and five. I'm sure if you, if you really wanted to listen, you could scroll all the way down. You'll find those. But um, yeah, those are some classics. <laughs> if you want to listen to those, um, go uh, onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you're able to and put a rating and review of five stars. That would really help us out. And then subscribe wherever you're listening. That would also help us out. Alex on Twitter does, I, I forgot to mention this, does game updates. So if you're not able to watch a game and you follow us on Twitter, he'll give you um, the information you need to follow the game um, while it's being played. He did it for the Sevilla game and he'll, he's been doing it for prior games. So he'll continue doing that and keep you informed and updated on Chelsea games. I think that'll wrap it up for episode number 21 of Talking Blues. Really appreciate you listening and supporting the podcast. Keep doing so, and we'll get you another Chelsea recap and preview to their next game in the UEFA Champions League next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.